Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus Hello, off-day listeners. It's John, Andy, and Ryan's producer. Don't worry, Andy and Ryan are coming right up. I know when you guys hear another voice, you like to not listen to the episode after the fact, but Andy and Ryan do have their Steelers preview coming up right after the open here in a second. Just wanted to get ahead of it and say that there were a little bit of sound issues with this one, but it's not as bad as it was a couple weeks ago. It's, it's, a, it's a listenable episode. It's great content. Now, if we're going to blame somebody, you'll hear right at the beginning Andy say uh, that they were in the NFL Network uh, workroom down at Gillette. So we blame Mike Giardi, of course. We want everyone to tweet at Mike Giardi and tell him to come on the Off Day podcast to make up for his sin of giving us poor audio for this episode. Uh, no, no, I'm just kidding. It's great. It's great audio. So Andy and Ryan coming right up. Steelers preview. Before we do that, I do want to encourage everyone, follow the Off Day Twitter account. We are about 3.30-ish at last count away from 1,000. We are trying to backdoor cover the skate pod. You want to go follow Off Day at Off Day Pod on Twitter. We're going to try to backdoor cover this thing the first couple of weeks of the season. Hopefully, uh, here's Andy and Ryan. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. With Andy Hart. No, that's a really interesting point. Andy. This microphone put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> no, I think I said that, Andy. And Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Hannibal. Mister. Dot Commer on Weei. Dot com. NFL Network Room. Uh, a little warm. I had to turn the fan off that they keep uh, blowing at all times for superstar Mike Giardi. Watching the guy scratch his nuts and adjust his cup. But I'm going to sweat it out into a podcast with you. Patriots Steelers, by the way. Coming up. Game week. Sunday night. Not only is it the second podcast of the week, it's the biggest podcast of the week. Previewing Sunday night football. It is the biggest. Mike Tomlin. Ben Roethlisberger. We're just going to list people. No Antonio Brown. Hall of Famers. Both coaches, Hall of Famers? No, Mike Tomlin's not a Hall of Famer. Thank you. Good answer. Move on. Um, let's, Let's get right into it. Okay. What are your what are your storylines? What are you looking for? The Patriots offensive line and their ability to deal what I think is a, a very good Steelers front. Bill Belichick threw a number out there, so I'll just quote it. They have a very good front. They're very disruptive. I mean, literally in sacks the last two years. 
pretty impressive. Led the league in sacks the last two years. I didn't know that. I didn't either. I don't know if he combined two seasons. I don't know if it was led it each of the last two seasons. But they have a good, athletic, versatile front. Not only, you know, it's a 3-4 type scheme, so you got the three big guys down, then the athletes on the edge, obviously another Watt. T.J. Watt has proven himself a very good player. Uh, they added a young linebacker in Devin Bush who would concern me a little bit. Why? Because he's in the middle of the formation, and when he's moving around at a high rate of speed, what is Ted Karras going to do? So I think the offensive line, I didn't even mention, you're starting a rookie left tackle, I Isaiah guess, Wynn, yeah. um, Bud Dupree. I think there's a lot of challenges both schematically, athletically, versatility, I'm like Mike Tyson with my itties. Uh, in terms of that front seven, front five, whatever you want to call it on defense, big challenge for the offensive line. Starts there. Do you think Ted Karras starts? I do. I can't imagine you're going to take Russ. And, again, I'm going to stick with Russ. It's that's Russ. I, I, confirmed, I confirmed for the listeners. It's, what it's it said on his name plate above his locker. So, Russ Bodine, uh, I find it hard to believe, even though he is a veteran center, and even though he comes from that Brian Dable scheme, which he said has some... It's not a Brian, year. It's not a Brian Dable scheme. Well, I'm assuming in the year he got comfortable with it. Sure. Don't snap back at me. I'm mid-sentence here. Um, I can't imagine that he's going to be ready to go right out the gates, but... I've been surprised before. It could also be one of those things if Karras goes out there and is struggling. Well, Russ, it's not ideal, but get your ass out there and play. Like um, if he snaps the ball over Tom Brady's head like Ted Karras did the last time he started okay, a game at Jordan Okay, State. we don't need to take shots. We don't need to take shots. It's not a shot. It's just a reminder. The truth is never mean, I often say, so I'll stick with that. I do think that that offensive line is the key to this game. Now, you're the one who's distracted. What is your problem? I'm looking at your old radio show going right now. You got a little flashbacks here? Patriots unfiltered. All right, let's wrap this up. Food's here. I see a big bald spot on Fred Kirsch's head, and I see uh, youngin' Megan O'Brien across the way. Is this live? Is this now? Uh, I don't know. Live on tape. Who cares? Can, we're live. Let's do this. We're doing a podcast. Let's go. Focus. All right. So the number one storyline, you had the offensive line for the Patriots against the Steelers defensive line. What's your number one storyline? Um, I am looking to see how the Patriots do. The sentence ends. In the passing <laughs> game. I want to see who's on the field, who's actually out there. Like We don't, we don't even know who the top three receivers are for the Patriots. Julian Edelman. That's one. Josh Gordon. Is he? Sure. Marius Thomas. Do we know that? I don't. Philip Dorsett. Dorsett. Right. I think those are. I think there's only four options for the three roles. I don't yeah. think Jacoby Myers would be in the mix at this point. Certainly, Nikhil Harry's on IR. So that idea that Gunner potential. Uh, no. You don't think Gunner's going to play some snaps in the slot? No. Catching passes? No. Ne- neither do I. I'm going to continue to butcher his name and say if Gunner is on the field, they're Gunner lose because that's not good for this offense. No, he's not, not ready to be an NFL receiver. He may be ready to be an NFL punt returner. But he's not ready to no. be a guy that Tom Brady is relying on. Yeah, I, I guess he doesn't. He's very he's small. He's Although I had somebody tell me the other day, because they have this whole slew of people that don't get open, Demarius Thomas, Josh Gordon, Gunner, and I said, what happened to the days where your two roles at rec- your two jobs, your two priorities at receiver were get open and catch the football? And somebody said, oh, they don't really worry about you getting open anymore. What? Isn't what? that the whole passing game is dictated on? Now we're just going to win with back shoulder fades and out fighting people for footballs? Isn't, Sounds like a terrible, terrible I hope plan. that's not what's going to happen. I don't Sunday. think so either. Okay, elsewhere, defensively. Well, you didn't get. I didn't finish my point. Well, you took forever. It was boring me. Who do you think's inactive? Because they're not going to have all the receivers active. There's probably going to be one, maybe even two receivers inactive. If if Gunner's inactive, they're probably going to have another one. But if Gunner's inactive, then why is he on the team? That, that's because he's point. on the team to return punts. That's you, my point. You're not allowed so, by rule to return punts if I you're inactive. I think Gunner will be active. So Demarius Thomas or Philip Dorsett are probably the two likely candidates. Jacoby Myers. 
Oh yeah, Jacoby Myers. I forgot about him. Yeah, Jacoby Myers is inactive. Yeah, but that's what anything I would say beyond well. that. If you think there's going to be two, because it won't be Gunner. I can't imagine Gunner's be. inactive. It could be. Okay, so who's returning punts? Well, Patrick Julie, Chung, Julie and Julian Edelman. Edelman. Okay, maybe. I, I wouldn't do that. But and Gunner I shouldn't be on the roster. Maybe they were just so worried that they were going to lose him when they want him on the practice squad, and then that's why they put him on the active roster. I don't care for that. Okay, let's not fixate on the minutia. It's a little bit of minutia. you got the depth. Your point. What do you have coming um, up? What's your next The point? Patriots defense coming out right out the gates. This is supposed to be a top-five defense, right? Yeah. We've raved about it all summer. You and I have been part of that. I'm yeah. not going to mock nope. others. That there's talent, there's versatility, all three levels. They're going to move around. They're only going to have one guy with his hand in the dirt yeah. on passing downs. They're, Michael Bennett. They're, they're deep. They get all the, all, all that. Yep. We'll see. This is a because Patriots defense in test. September has not always been good. Uh, the past two, three, four years, it's been like borderline. So is it fair to say it's always not been good. It's been borderline atrocious. Um, They've been ranked the last in the league. So I do think. And it bears watching. I know everybody, and Mike Tomlin was asked about it today, the fact that this game doesn't include Rob Gronkowski on one offense, doesn't include Antonio Brown on the other. And he basically said, over the years, he's learned somebody steps up. Somebody will make plays. He has that length of uh, perspective. It's easier to say that when you have Juju, who's coming off leading the NFL in receiving yards, than it is to say when you're Bill Belichick and you don't have Rob Gronkowski and you've got Matt Lacoste. Maybe. Ryan Izzo. Ryan Izzo, maybe. And, he could be inactive. Who and, knows? And that's it at tight end. That's it at tight end. And even receiver. And the receiver's a question. Whereas in Pittsburgh, even though they lose an all-pro in Antonio Brown, they lose an all-pro in Le'Veon Bell, although he, they kind of lost him a year ago. They have, you Jam- have Juju. James Conner. They have James Conner. Uh, they Jalen have Samuels, Samuels, who killed the Patriots. Now, the bulk of his rushing yards actually came against the Patriots last year, but yep. he's more of a receiver. Bill was talking about those two guys today and said Conner is more of a runner who can be a receiver on third down, and Samuels is more of a receiver who can run a little bit. That's, that's about all he said. That is about all he said. He also <laughs> loves football, and he's looking forward to opening night. said that as well. The other thing I think the Patriots should... Something to watch is the big place. They gave up, I think I looked it up, seven plays of 20 more yards last you year. I think you looked it up, or you I, looked no, it up? No, I looked it up. Okay. I, I think it was seven. It was six or seven. Okay. So they gave up their... Pittsburgh's offense is explosive. Ben Roethlisberger yes. doesn't like mind taking shots down the field. No, he likes it. They, they threw the ball a hell of a lot last year in the transition away from Le'Veon Bell and into James Conner. But they have questions of their own. Juju, it was easier to lead the league when you had another 100-catch receiver named Antonio Brown. He was the focal point. He was the first guy teams were going to be worried about. Now, I do sort of agree with Tomlin in that they've been through this before. Ben has been through it before. The Steelers, Mike Wallace, Antonio Holmes, Heinz Ward, they've had guys come through. You know, I, I remember Bill Belichick used to say, Mike Wallace, that's who we're taking away. And then Mike Wallace left, and they had to take away somebody else. And the Steelers have found a way. Linebacker and wide receiver for the Steelers, they just they keep churning them out. It's what Kevin Colbert does in their personnel. But, Juju, are you ready? Third-year receiver, are you ready to be what the defense looks at? You may get Stephon Gilmore. That's right? a, that was my next question. I don't know. La- last year, J.C. Jackson was on him the whole game. Who else was on the field? Well, yeah. Antonio Brown. Right. I look at it, I would say, yeah, Gilmore. He's the most dangerous but weapon on that team. Seen, we've also seen the Patriots and Bill Belichick do the opposite, put the number two cornerback on the opponent's number one receiver with safety help over yes. the top and then have the number one. But don't overthink this one. Who's the most dangerous player right. on the Steelers? Juju. Right, and there's not a close second in my opinion. No. They're, they're maybe developing, they're uh, talking up Washington down there that Tomlin says he's in much better shape yeah. and all that, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we'll see. It's opening night. I'm going to get... Give your best, my best, I'm and that's Stephon you, Gilmore. You don't give Stephon Even if I Gilmore. need help, by the way. Yeah. I'll give you Gilmore with help, but I'm, I'm not letting Juju beat me. 
Find another way to beat me. And that's always, like you said before, that's always been Bill Belichick's thing. Takes away the opponent's best option, does everything he can to do that, and I think there's no question that Juju is that guy. Now, we'll also find out if Devin McCourty is ready to make sure they don't have big plays. I mean, that's what his bread that's and his, butter is. That's, that's his career. Right. Avoiding allowing big plays. The, the calming, communicative force in the back end, but also the physical force. Deeper than the deepest, as they like to say. Make sure nobody beats you. We've also seen in the last couple early in the seasons communication's been an issue. Yes. But this year's probably a little bit different because all these guys are pretty much the same, except for the coaching staff. Correct. Who's so, calling, do, you, do you have a plan yet for who's going to call plays? Uh, we're going to do what's best for the football team like we always do. Okay, good. Who's going to call plays on defense for you on Sunday? We're going to do what's best for the team just like we always do. That won't be any different. I was wondering if this was the year you were going to stop doing what was best for the football team, do what was best for the Steelers. Now, no, just he Gerard never, Mayo. He was never going to answer that question. I can answer it, Gerard Mayo. Probably. Right? With Who yeah. else is calling plays? Steve Belichick. Gerard Mayo. Gerard Mayo is likely okay. calling the plays. But Thank you. let's make it clear, he's not the defensive coordinator. Like I don't think he's coming up with a game plan no. this week. I Bill think, is. Yesterday, right. today, tomorrow, they'll delete some stuff, and it'll be mostly Bill that deletes it. They might add something on Thursday for sub-packages. It'll be Bill who adds it. But then when Sunday night gets here, and it's 8-20, and the Steelers have first and 10, Gerard Mayo's going to look down at his play sheet. He's going to see under first and 10 what the options are, and he's going to call one of them. I do think there are some times that Bill will chime in himself and say, we're going with this. Right. He still does that with Josh. Right. And there's no more proven offensive coordinator in football than Josh McDaniels. No. And Bill still tells him, all right, let's run at this drive, let's whatever, let's kill clock, let's be aggressive, let's whatever. Bill still does that with Josh. He'll do that with Mayo. But Mayo is going to call the plays. I'll be stunned if it comes out otherwise. What do you think Jamie Collins' role will be? Linebacker. No kidding. Like where? Where is he lining up? Inside? Outside? outside both? I think on the edge at times. Now, He's, I think they're going to move those guys around. That's why I think it's going to make watching this team fun all year is I think each week will be different. Like Yes. Collins, the game plan defense. I don't know if you've heard. But even more so they this like year. They like to change personnel, too. Well, they couldn't really do that much until this year. Correct. They got Collins and they got Bentley. That's a huge layer of depth added to that linebacker position. Now, I think it also ties into... What they're doing up front in terms of not go, going more three-man looks, three-four right. type looks, but not really, and not having traditional defensive ends on the field a lot. Nope. And if they are, sometimes they're reduced inside in sub-packages over the guard or the center. I'm going to make a concession. You were right about Michael Bennett. He has, he has played a lot on the inside. That amoeba defense. I know. He's been the down lineman in the middle. Just get used to saying you were right, Andy, because I'm always going to be right. No, I'm, I'm going to acknowledge when you're right, but... I'm, okay, it's so, going to be often. So this one, it's yes. early now, and it'll be often the rest of the year that you acknowledge I'm right. Well, I think you're already going to be wrong with one of your predictions. Well, what do you got? Rob and Kelsey not coming back. Well, we'll see. Well, we'll, we'll see. But we'll see. That's side. a big one, though. That's not... That's a little different. That's a harder tea leave to read. That's... Oh, oh, oh play, okay. You know, is he playing a business game right now? Is he playing... You know, he wants to stay the center of attention... That'll be a lot to play out, and I still believe he won't know necessarily. I don't know that he knows exactly what's going to transpire over the next three months, six months, 12 months of his professional career and what he wants to do. So that's that's a little different, but yes, we'll talk about that down the road. He's not playing against the Steelers, which is good for the Steelers, by the way, because he usually kills the Steelers. He, he didn't last year, but prior to that, he whooped them. He was always killing him. The Steelers and the Bills should have had a retirement party for Rob Gronkowski. <laughs> and if you can hear that, that's a tractor in the background here at Gillette Stadium. They're setting up the stage for Sunday Night Football because they have music. Not. They're setting up the stage for Thursday, this concert. Who's this? Oh, this, this is guy? Thursday? Yeah, this concert's on Thursday. 
Wait, there's no game here Thursday. I they know, that's that. why I don't understand what it is. I wasn't even paying attention then. Yeah. This Chris Lane thing is Thursday? I'm almost positive this Chris Lane concert is Thursday. Why would they have a concert when there's no game? Uh, I'm totally with you, yes. It's going to be sent via satellite to... Uh, yes, Chris Lane will be performing at Gillette Stadium on Thursday, September 5th, along with Devin McCourty. Devin McCourty? <laughs> yes. Wait, he's performing? I don't know what he's doing, but he's he's some he's in the press release. We'll be joined by New England Patriots free safety Devin McCourty. Are there going to be fans here? Yes, there are. First 50 fans will receive a limited edition New England Patriots laces-shaped Pepsi can. 50 fans? Yes, 50. 5 zero. So the first 50? Yes, 5-0. So they get 51, you're SOL. <laughs> you're not getting one. Yes. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, that's the noise. They're setting up the stage. It sort of befuddles me a little bit. We weren't good enough to play on Thursday night football, but they want to have a presence here in New England, whatever. Yeah, I don't really understand that at all. Like, is that with the NFL? It's stupid. They've done it over the years. Remember they had it in Washington one yeah. year? They had, like, a, a concert, and then they play it as part of uh, Who cares? Uh, we did fail to mention, before the game even starts, there will be the banner ceremony. When, when they're calling it Legend something? Yeah, that's a Godsmack thing. It's it's tied directly into, like, Godsmack's new album is called Legends Rise is or something. Is he performing? Yeah, I think it might be. It's all marketing. Is he yeah, performing? I you're, believe so. You're is Godsmack a person? I think it's that a, was a group. I thought it was a group Let's as say well. he, they. That was a group. Oh, yeah. I'm not breaking anything. The Patriots Twitter account tweeted out Godsmack, Legends Rise. Yeah, but no one's coming to say who's performing. Well, I'm pretty sure he is. Why would you say Godsmack, Legends Rise, and then not have him perform? Know. I don't know. Okay, I'm breaking news. I got other news to break down the road, too, but let's stick with this for the here and now. Uh, yeah, th- that's something to watch for sure in before the game. Yeah. Who, who, who's out there? What former Patriots are on the My field? My idea was Legends Rise, which Legends will rise. Gronk is not rising on Sunday night. You don't think Gronk will be here at all? He might open the door, which is couple yards down the uh, yeah. hallway here from where we are where they do that I fancy light like that thing. Idea. Wouldn't stun me if Gronk opened the door. The way he's worked with them so much, the George Strait video but and the various I, things. See, I don't know if Bill would be like, would want that. And some would say he'd then be leaving the door open to, to return. I don't think Bill would really go for that. I don't know how much well, Bill doesn't plan well, those. Say, Have you heard him? He doesn't plan the marketing and the, the events. No, nope, just football. He never knows anything about it until it happens. But do you think that Bill would really be thrilled with Rob Gronkowski opening the door to the locker Probably room? Probably not. The way he sort of avoided it at all costs, I would say no. But does he really care? Probably not. Is it really something? I don't even know. Do people see that? It's it's like a minor thing. It's on the board here. I know, but it's not as big a deal as, say, the everybody got hyped up over the Bruins flag. Oh, the banner thingy, waving Banner thing. waving. Yeah. That became a big deal. Gronk did it. I mean, uh, Edelman did I think Gronk did it. Edelman did it. Andrews did Belichick it. Belichick did it. Like, it became a thing. I don't really think this is as big a big. deal. It hasn't really caught on to that degree. Do you like these ceremonies? Yeah, they're fine. I mean, it's part of the process. Why not? I don't. I mean, I like more because I just like football. The fact you know. Oh, you they, like football? So I do. So I'm like Bill. I'm, I'm all. We're Nescat guys. We we share a lot of similarities. We're both quiet. We don't say much. Um, equally vindictive, though. We both have a snarky um, attitude towards people that piss us off so say there's some similarities there no but i'm looking forward to yeah james connor you hand the ball off does bentley blow him up or yep. does a suddenly a good offense and you're like oh maybe this defense isn't quite as ready to be elite as we thought it was that is very interesting i think that because the offensive line if they struggle against the steelers you go well they should they have two new starters they just changed gears at center if the defense struggles then it's like a, are they getting their feet wet, or B, have we overrated them? Well, I don't know quite, though, because the Steelers are one of the best offenses in football. Would you agree That's with fine. that? 
And if you're one of the best defenses in football, then slow them but down. You can, but you can also say If Ben throws for 370 <laughs> and four touchdowns, are you going to say, well, it's one of the best offenses in football. It's not their fault. No, you'll say the defense is not as good as we thought. No, I'm going to say the defense usually takes till the mid-year to reach their, their, then their strength. Then they're good. No, I don't. I I don't know. You can't no, read the eighty-five Bears. So you can't read. Oh, be good no, come November. I, no, you can't. Talking about this, my former coworker Paul Perillo made comparisons to 04. and that's not like Did that's, that that's, that's not like, his oh, style. Be good come November, maybe by Thanksgiving. No, they came out the gate saying we're going to be dominant. They said that, or we did. Well, we did, and they did with their play, and I think they felt it. I think guys back then, like Rodney Harrison and Richard Seymour, and those types had swagger and said, no, we're going to come out I and just establish uh, it. It's, don't overreact to the first game. I will. but that's Probably not... in a podcast. Sunday night, we'll take <laughs> yes. it right after the game in a booth at Gillette Stadium. And you'll be overreacting to the defense right. allowing And that's points. the best part. That's yeah. why that off-day podcast is going to be valuable. Because you don't have the time to sort of sit back, take a breather, you know, oh, like Mike Tomlin. You know, we've been through this before. It's No, I want emotional reaction. If they get their ass kicked by somebody, I want to Emote. Toot, toot, toot. All right. I won't. Because I'm going to look at the big picture. Because you're part of the no fun police. I guess I am. That's what I'm turning into. Wet blanket Hannibal. But we'll, we'll balance out. We're yin and yang. Um, I guess the other thing to potentially look at for, for the Patriots, the running game, does Sony Michelle take that big jump like a lot of people think he is? Does Damian Harris have a role? James White, does he be the elite guy that I mean Harris's role might be uh, to hang out with Gunner and whoever else or whoever the inactives that's are. another one Jacoby Myers the running backs are going to have a guy inactive and They're it's probably to. Rex Burkhead or Damian Harris I would say those are the Brandon two candidates probably playing for the special, special teams. teams no question I would say Damian Harris and Rex Burkhead are your candidates depending on health now it might be Damian Harris because he's still nicked up uh, or one of those. But even if yeah. it was healthy, I, I still think Rex Burkhead gives you more week one than Damian Harris does. Probably. But the only thing, you, you don't have, and do you ever really have two true lead back types? That's right. what Damian Harris and Sony are, but I don't know. Do you need that? Worst case scenario, Bolden can give you five or six carries if you absolutely have to. Yeah, we saw that in the summer. He was, oh, he's Jesus, the best training. He was more than five or six. <laughs> he got like, like 20 carries every day. He was the centerpiece of the offense. And that sort of comes back to the offensive line, too. There's questions there, so you don't really know what your running game is either. Right. And, and tight end. Tight end. You don't even know. Yeah. If there's a have. lot of questions with the offense. Now, there's one co- big non-question, and that's Brady will be fired up. He'll run through here. He'll run down the field. He'll scream or something, and he'll be ready to go. But I don't think he's going to have one of those big Brady-type games where he throws for 350 yards and four touchdowns. I would guess no, just because of the uncertainty with his unit. And the talent on the other side. I think the Steelers have some talent on defense. I think they can yeah. pressure you up no, front. No, I think that's one of the Throws, things. You know, in Joe this Hayden's game. a good corner. The, like the defenses are the Patriots defense has gotten a lot of credit this summer, but the Steelers defense is much better than we've seen in the past. Yes, and they've been adding to it with first round picks. They took the Edmonds kid last yep. year. They drafted the Lane corner this now, year. Now the big question Bush. is, do they change their scheme or do they sit back in zone like they have the last twenty years well, and, and allow lately, Tom Brady? Last year they played more man, and I do think they're going in that direction now. Bill said they do both, and when they call man, they play man, and when they call zone, they play zone. Well, they do what they do. So they call man, they play man. If they call zone, they play zone. If they call blitz zone, they match it. So that's what they do. I wanted to ask him which teams actually call something and then play the opposite, but we didn't have time, it appeared. Probably not. I was um, in the mood today. But I, I, I do think, you know, who's the first pass going to? Julian Edelman? Feel safe? Uh, I would put an eighty percent chance. Little that option route. He either cuts to the inside or then works his way back to the I outside, would say catches that's, the ball. That's a, probably a good call for the first play of the game. Second and six. 
Probably. Sony Michelle at the middle. Something like that. Yes. Sony Michelle is going to be a fun one to watch because it's weird. I think some people love him and some people still like poo-poo him. I think that whole, our idiot, my Saturday radio partner, Phony Michelle, and even on the other station, he sucks and he blows and everything that was said about him early. Most rational people, I think, forgot all about that and said, wow, he had a pretty good rookie year. If you look at the numbers, he had a great rookie year. And then the postseason, he was phenomenal. They established the run. He had six touchdowns. He could have been probably the M- MVP of that January, but the, February the run. People, you know that want to go against him say anybody could have done that because the offensive line was so good. So is it? Well, it may not be as good right now. So that's it's a, not. a factor. It's definitely not. And I would also ask: Is he capable of? It was like nine thirty something last year for yards, something like that, just under a thousand. But elite NFL games. backs, right? But elite NFL backs, you got to get up to thirteen hundred, twelve hundred. Is he capable of that next step? Can he be an elite NFL producer at running back? He could, I think. Th- Will he? My gut says no. Mine says no too, and for a few reasons: the injuries, yep, and Damian Harris's arrival. Yep. I mean, to just say nope, we're not going to give him carries. He's going to get all the carries. I also thought he looked really good in the limited action we saw this summer. In the one knock I think game. we had against him last year was his inability to sort of break one loose. Right. Like, he would always get through the first level. Showed a little bit more of that in the preseason game. Got called back, but so I think he has that ability in him. Anyone who watched him in college knows that it was there. He and could the do other that. thing is catching passes out of the backfield, which could be looked at differently this year because he actually had a summer with Tom Brady that he didn't have last year. Right. Not a spring, just a summer. Right. Brady doesn't come to the spring. It's no, yes. Yeah, sorry. At his age, he doesn't have um, to. I guess let's get into some predictions. What are we predicting? Well, it's too early in the week to totally give a game prediction. Oh, I can give a game prediction. If well, you need like, me to. And a score? If you need me to. What, all right, what do you think? I'm never afraid to throw it out there. Are you going to stick to this in your Friday preview, too? Uh, I don't know. I may gunner it and have a totally different prediction come Friday. When I really have time to, you know, the hay is Analyze in the barn. And, yeah, know, really break, break down it all the, down. The L22s from the fourth preseason game. Yeah, 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 depth. Um, so you want a prediction right now? What do you think? Why don't you go first? I'm thinking Patriots, low scoring game. Low scoring? Low scoring. Two good defenses and offenses that are going through some transition. Yeah, I see it. Okay. I'm thinking, say, 24-17 Patriots. That's a good score. That's probably where I'll be in the range. I'm going to say 21 13 Patriots. I don't think the Steelers are going to score like they want to score right out the gates. No. I think there's going to be a little bit of a, a transition post-Antonio Brown there. So it's not the Patriots' defense being that good? Um, a little bit of both? It could be. I mean, I think it's a good defense versus a good offense, as you said. And I just think both offenses are going through a phase. They're going to f- try to figure out who they are for a month or so. Yeah, from the Patriots' perspective, they haven't had their f- their guys out there together Ever. at all. Ever, no. At, like, Brady didn't play that last game. Edelman played five snaps, whatever No, there will be 11 men on the field early in this game that are, have not been together in, a, in an actual game setting this summer. Maybe in the practice field a little bit, right. but not game setting. Um, so, yeah, I would say 21-13, somewhere in there. Um well, who knows? By the end of the week, I might have Steelers 28, Patriots 3. I have been known to change things dramatically. So what, what should the people like go to for your official prediction? Your, your, Friday. Your post on Friday? The Friday six-pack on weei.com will have six bullet points, sort of key areas of the game, factors in the game, and then a prediction at the bottom of it. So read it. I'll have mine at the end of my game preview on Saturday. Perfect. We're hitting them hard on multiple days. Certainly are. Okay, you're going to read questions? Oh, I almost forgot. Yeah, questions. What, what, what do we have? Why are you the host, but you forget everything? <laughs> so maybe I'm should, the talent. Maybe you should I'm start. I'm the energy. Thinking. I'm the humor. Uh, You're the wet blanket. Scrolling through. 
Yeah, I didn't get many questions. I was actually disappointed. Okay, which team? I remember one. If you want to read it, you got the guy's name. No, I don't have my phone out. I don't. Sorry, I don't even bring my. Phone it's out. right over there. Um, which team will regret or uh, miss their superstar All Pro most by the end of the season? Gronk for the Patriots or AB for the Steelers? AB for the Steelers because I don't think they're as talented across the board. I think the Patriots are much better on defense, have more weapons on offense than the Steelers do. So while I think Gronk's overall a better player than AB, I think the Patriots just have more around them to to pick up the slack than the Steelers do with what they have. Uh, it's wrong. That's the wrong answer. Oh, what's your and answer? The key wording. Uh, I want to find. I want to give credit um, to the person question. who asked it. Yes. I like that. Oh, boy. This is from Amir Gur. So it's at A-M-G-U-R-1. Good question. Said, hi, a Nostradamus-like prediction. Question. Question. Says question. I put prediction. At the end of the season, which player loss will be more significant? Gronk for the Pats or AD for the Steelers? At the end of the season, it'll be Gronk. Because it'll be at the end of the Patriots season that they come up short. Because they don't have Gronk. But you just told me earlier in this podcast that Gronk's coming back. Oh, but under his premise, he's not coming back. <laughs> okay. I'm going with the question. Oh, if you want me to spin it that way, it'll be AB because he's gone forever from the Steelers. So you really think- I think if Gronk doesn't come back, when January and February are here and it's the fourth quarter and you're in a dogfight and you need a first down, you need a touchdown, I think you're going to miss the go-to nature of Gronk. That's where he was last year. He wasn't a great player. They won a Super Bowl without year. him. What? They won a Super Bowl without him. Yeah, I know. This isn't the same team anymore. You can he's their go-to guy. You, Julian Edelman. And you can, he's your go-to guy with the game on the line. So where was he in uh, the Super Bowl and in Kansas City when you needed plays with the game on the line? Because I saw Brady he throwing He won a great two. Super Bowl. I, he nearly no, won MVP. He game, won MVP. He did win the MVP. Oh, my God. Do you even remember? Yeah, he I remember. He would not have won the MVP without Rob Gronkowski because they may he, not have won the game. Oh, Okay? Sure. And you know how I can guarantee he wouldn't have won the MVP? Because without Rob Gronkowski, they would have lost in Kansas City. Because and you don't get to win Super Bowl MVPs when you don't actually go to the game. Uh, you're, you're just making your arguments to suit your point. That's how arguments work. Right. But I can have my right. side of the argument They're as not well. going to have a go-to guy to make big plays when the year ends. That's my point. You don't think Edelman's a big play guy? Uh, no, absolutely not. Josh Jordan, if he sticks around. Yes, I'm, I'm looking down my microphone at you if he sticks around. It'll be the first time. This is a hypothetical, so we're, we're saying hypothetically oh, if he stays yeah. around. Well, then he's back to his 2014 self or 13 self, and he's going to catch 1,600 yards, and they don't need Gronk. You, like, you can play any hypothetical game right. you want. Malcolm Mitchell had a great Super Bowl. You could make a case. Sure. Jacoby Myers could be that guy, too. You feel confident in that? I'm just saying. The season on the line, Jacoby Myers is going to carry you to title. You never know. He could. Malcolm Mitchell played a role. I didn't say he could. Will he? Will you lament not having Gronk when the season ends? Or will you be celebrating victory? They've proven they can win without Rob Gronkowski. They've proven they can win without everybody. Okay. Not Dante Hightower. They can win without Dante Hightower. Circumstantially, I guess that's true, but you know they could win without Dante Hightower. I do. Thank you. Um, Moving on. Okay. Um, By the way, I did want to read another one that was very nice. I have one. Um, Well, I'm going to read mine Well, you find it. You find it? Yeah, I got it. Okay. I lied. I can't find it. From Kenny Drew. Not a question, just a hot take from Jamie McGittrick. That's at Jamie McGittrick. He said, not a question, just a hot take. Off Day Pod is my new go-to Pat's podcast. I really hope you guys get that steak dinner. Wow. Speaking of which, go to at Off Day Pod on Twitter 
and follow it. We need followers Quick. to get stake. We need them quickly. Oh, screw hockey. They're cheating and they're buying followers or something. They're already at nine. Plus, they've nine been around 50. a lot longer than us. Yeah, I Way kinda, longer. I agree. And didn't they have like a Saturday morning show together on Sunday. Real Radio Sunday, Sunday morning? Yeah. So they had like they a established their brand. Start. Yes. A, it's not a great brand, but it's an established brand. So this isn't even a fair fight. We are basically starting a lap down, and we got to catch them. And yes. we're getting close. We've made them a little nervous, I think. We've they thought they were going to run away. We've we made them a little nervous. Run. Um, from Kenny underscore on Twitter, Kenny underscore Drew seven uh, noted that David Andrews was at practice today, watching along the offensive line. Potential Scar replacement when Scar walks away? Question mark. No. <laughs> That's <Nope>. really it. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> I mean, it's great that he's doing that. I mean, and that falls in line with some veterans over the years that have hung around yeah. and helped out and made trips and all these things. Um, and it, by the way, it may only be for now. He could also be helping transition to oh, Paris, helping out Russ Bodine, Bodine, those yeah. guys. Um, but it's always good for those guys. He, to was help out. he was a captain. He's, I guess he technically still is a captain. They haven't announced those yet, have they? No, usually that comes this week. Oh yeah, that'd be interesting. Usually Reese has them. Just follow Reese on Twitter. Yeah. Usually Mike Reese has that usually information. Like today, tomorrow. But yeah, hey, we I, should I, find that out. Yeah, like Boy, I just find these, this pop into my head. The old CTE head comes through again. Um, but why would we just jump to the conclusion that he's the next offensive line coach? Because he's out there. Are we going to have to deal with this now? Because Gerard Mayo just like jumped right in and is calling plays. Now, anybody who retires, is Gronk the next tight ends coach? I don't know. Probably what not. are we doing here? And who knows if he wants to coach? Most I, of these guys don't. I, I don't think David Andrews wants to coach. Most of them don't because they don't want to be here. You know what time Gerard Mayo gets here? It's like 5.30 probably. 4.30. That's psycho. Now, he comes a little earlier because he wants, he wants to, work to work out, out before the day starts. Think about that. Any, you know, David Andrews, do you want to be here at 4.30 a.m. and probably leave here somewhere in the range of 11 or midnight? Right. Do you want to do that? Is that the life you want to lead with your nice, beautiful wife and future dogs. kids and dogs hunting? He does get up early to hunt, so he is an early riser. <laughs> but I, I, myself I, into I, it. I don't think he but wants he, to he gets up away. early, he wants to hunt. <laughs> right. No hunting if you're a coach. You don't have time to hunt. Probably you get not. your ass here and hunt a game plan and hunt victory. Yes, they so, do. So I don't think David Andrews is going to be coaching. No, but it's nice that he's helping out. I, it's a nice. It's a good sign too that he's still involved and can, yeah. can you know stay yeah, in, stay involved in football. Expect nothing less. I mean, he was no. on the the last preseason game on the field, even doing the little two step dance as yep. the team comes out. You know, it, I think that's probably also easier for him to stay involved. Yeah, I agree. Like, to remove yourself completely and just go sit on the couch and like sulk and say, "I wish I was out there and get depressed." I think the way to avoid that is to stay with the team, work out, stay a part of it. Like, he can be in all these meetings or something that says yeah, he can't. No, so he'll be, ar- be around. Now, I'm not saying you have to be here every day and be here at 7 a.m., but yeah, be around the team. I think that's a good good approach for him. More questions? Are we good? Jesus, I put my phone down again. I thought you had them. By the way, when we, when we tweet out we need questions. We actually need questions. It doesn't help when you retweet that tweet. Why? We get a bunch of... No, not you. I mean, oh. people. Oh, Listeners. Oh. When you retweet it, that's not a question, listener. No, yeah, we need questions. I tweet it. Ryan tweets it. Our dumbass producer might retweet it from the official account. But we don't need you to retweet it. We need you to ask questions. Um, do you have any questions? No, I'm, I'm out. I'm good. I think we're good, too. So That was a good solid game preview right there. Special, or not special, regular podcast. Sneaky, by the way. We didn't mention it. Yep. Special teams. You think this is going to play a factor? If the game's as close as you think, I had a slightly bigger divide. But even if it's as close as either of us kind of think, it could be a one-score game or go into the second half where it's very much in doubt. 
You have the Patriots with a rookie uh, punter, rookie holder, potentially a rookie punt returner, maybe even a rookie kick returner, right? That's all valid, yeah. And the veteran kicker missed three kicks in the preseason, some of which were to due to holds and some weren't. So I just think there's a lot you can digest there in the kicking game, which you never know. We see it in college all the time, big return. And throw, throw coverage in there. You know, there's going to be some new faces out there in coverage. I mean, look at week one last year. Ryan McCarron dropped the punt. Almost right. cost him the game. It cost him a career. His. It, it actually did. I, so keep an eye on the kicking game. We're going to focus on offense and defense and Big Ben and A.B. and Gronk and all these guys that are out and the good defense and, you know, T.J. Watt, third face. It's not an equal third, but it's in this not game, it could be an important third. Next podcast will be coming from the same place, Gillette Stadium, up in the little box after the game tonight for your listening pleasure. First thing Monday morning. Damn right. Instant And by the way, that can change depending on where you're listening. We are now available on Stitcher, yep. Spotify, iTunes. Google Play. Google Play. So all of you people in Europe, yes, I mean you people, yep. in Europe, in England, in Ireland, when the game ends, you're already going to work, right? Oh, that's right. So, that's, boom. That's instantly. Get listening. the podcast as soon as possible and subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Help us out as Leave I've begged in the past. What? Leave a review. Leave a review, yes, because I think that helps the, the, the analytics yep. and the algorithms or whatever. But uh, if you stars. like what you hear, rate it, follow it, subscribe to it, tweet it, everything. Let us know. If we suck, let us know. Well, you kind of suck. We're I meant to tell you. We can handle it. Can you? I can handle it. If you get 100 people that tell you you suck, will you be sad? You haven't seen my Twitter mentions. Oh, 100 people tell you a suck a day? Close. Oh, that's making me kind of sad. Mm. Why don't you fire back like I do with the circle jerks? Because uh, that's not my thing. I, I don't care. I see them. I don't care either, but it entertains me to fire it back. It doesn't understand And me. they're all morons, you know. I know, but the, I just don't get... I don't feed off it like you do. I do. I get you a little do. buzz. I don't, I don't want to do that. I'm like Mike Singletary in that old clip. Oh, I like this party. I'm going to be here all night. And I fight him. Right? And you do. Okay. All right. We'll See you next week. Yep. See you Bye. Hello, Off Day listeners. It's producer John here. Don't worry. Andy and Ryan are coming right up. I just want Hi, Bruins fans. Looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.